Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomploon, and I'm your host. Today I'm coming at you with session number 64. Yeah, we're going strong. Um, on today's episode, I have Lauren Zoller, Zoller on, the, on the episode, and she is a powerhouse. Um, she's a yoga teacher. She's a coach. She is um, a podcaster. She's got a little bit of, she's very much Danny Pomploon in the female form, um, in the sense that we do all of the things. Um, we talked a lot about pouring from an empty cup. And this is something that I've been talking a lot about on, maybe on, on social media and in my yoga classes, but it's something that I went through this past year where I felt like I was giving and giving and giving and giving and ended up just kind of almost burning out at the end. Uh, thankfully, I was able to just hit the pause button and, and see that it was happening and start to do a little more self-care. Um, but we just talked a lot about like how we have to really take care of ourselves before we try to take care of everybody else. Otherwise, you just end up on burnout or on empty. Uh, so it's a really, really, really fun episode. Again, Lauren is an absolute sweetheart. She is a powerhouse. She's up to so much good in the world. Um, so I'm so excited to have her on the show. And guys, make sure you check out Ohm Apparel. They're a men's movement-based apparel company. And they really got us covered from everything, including like yoga pants and just trousers, shorts, tops, vest, hoodies, backpacks. They really got everything just built for us. I've got a couple things that I love on there. One of them is specifically the Dharma pants. I wear them like at home. I wear them on the mat. I wear them on the go. I wear them at the airport. I wear them everywhere because they're the most comfortable pants I've ever worn. The other thing I really like about this brand is a lot of their clothes are all eco-friendly and I'm totally down with that. So if you want to go check them out, check them out. And if you use the code DANNY15, that's D-A-N-N-I-15, you'll get 15% off on your entire order. So go check out Ohm Apparel. you how's it going good <laughs> good 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 i'm so, ex so excited because i just got to be on your podcast and now you get to be on my podcast and it's i know it's magic it's thrilling it's exciting listeners i don't even know how to handle myself <laughs> <laughs> you're you're actually going to so now your listeners are going to get both you're going to release though before me so yeah, get yeah this, is true. this is true yeah. you you yeah i go out first and then you go i think well yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff. I always like try to like do like a bunch of like episodes. That way, I'm not like running behind. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and also depends. On, you get it right. You run a podcast, so it's like you have to like get everything all set up, and then I have someone else that, that helps me out with like the editing and all that fun stuff. So it's always like nice to to line it up. Take, on. So true. It takes a team. Let's do it. Let's talk more about how we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So our new show. So our new welcome to the, to the Lauren and Danny show where we talk about how to podcast. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. We might get some, we might get some hits on that. This is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we're off to a great start. Everybody. We're, doing, we're doing so good. You should have heard what we were talking about before we started recording. <laughs> oh man. Let's, uh, let's dive on it. So Lauren, I, um, I want to hear, well, I guess let's introduce 
yourself to to the listeners you know i kind of gave uh, gave them a little breakdown in the intro but yeah i want to hear just like real briefly about how you got into yoga and i know now you're doing coaching stuff with yoga mm-hmm. which is really like yoga really pushed you to get there and then what i want to dive into is is you know we we're kind of going back and forth on like what we're going to talk about and you have this topic of like pouring from an empty cup and it just immediately maybe it's just where I'm at in life or, you know, what's been like coming up for me. Like, I really, really, really want to talk about that and what self care means to you. So like, let's, let's go. Let's hear about your journey first. Yeah, for sure. So I'll kind of start from the beginning to give you and your listeners my whole story. So you guys can kind of know, I think it's always important whenever you are listening to someone to kind of hear how they got to where they are so that you don't think that I'm just kind of speaking from nowhere and I just appeared here. So I grew up as a dancer. My dream when I was a little kid, ever since I can remember, was to be a professional dancer. So I started dancing when I was six years old and went to a performing arts high school as a dance major, which is pretty cool. A lot of people in high school don't get to go dance all day, but I did. And I graduated from high school and continued to pursue my dance career at the University of Illinois. I was a dance major there. And dance was my life. I was dancing 11, 12, sometimes 13 hours a day. It was the only thing that I knew. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. How's that on your body? Well, that's kind of where the story's going. Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's do do Um, it. (laughs) My halfway through my, I guess it was my freshman year, I ripped my hamstring from the insertion point. Oh, no. Yeah. So all of that wear and tear on my body had an effect and pulled me out completely. So I kind of slipped into this when I was, I was taking out of my dance career completely. Like I couldn't do anything. You can imagine with a hamstring injury, you can't really do anything at all. Mm -hmm. So I was taken out completely, could not dance at all. And during that time, I plummeted into this deep, dark depression. Like Mm -hmm. I had, I didn't know at the time that dance had literally defined everything about me. Like I had no idea who I was outside of my dance career. I mean, it's funny because at 13 hours a day, you're like, like to to me, like hearing that on the outside, it makes sense. Like that is your thing. That is who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all that, you know, because you eat, sleep and breathe, whatever it is that you're doing. And it was dance for me. Yeah. You know, I was doing it all the time. So when that was taken away from me, I really didn't know how to function. And I ended up coming, obviously I had to quit the dance program because I couldn't dance anymore. And I, I came home to Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I'm from. And my mom had told me, she was like, you know, just recover, like take some time to recover and figure out what you want to do next and just take some time off, like try to figure out who you are. And I had never, in a, if you're a yogi and you move your body, you understand what it's like to not move. I mean, I, if you go down to kind of the cellular level of all of it, I had been moving my body every single day since I was six years old mm-hmm. and that was taken away from me. And so I was just in this really dark place where I didn't know who I was. I started to resort to things outside of myself. I got pretty heavily into drugs and drinking and hanging out with people that I probably shouldn't have been hanging out with. As, and we, as we do, you know, as like we do. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we self-medicate. Uh-huh. We find things that, that numb the pain. Because, and, it, because it makes it easier. And right. yeah. And then at some point that stuff stops working and then you're like, oh, fuck. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened to me. I woke up one morning and I remember, gosh, I remember like it was yesterday. I rolled out of bed and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't know who this is anymore. Like I have no idea who this person is staring back at me. And 
So it was at that time that I knew I was like, something needs to change. I don't know how I'm going to get there, (laughs) but it needs to change. So I did kind of what we're taught to do in the Western world. I went to a therapist and my therapist sent me to a psychologist and my psychologist put me on a plethora of drugs, right? So how many many drugs are we talking? Oh, I was on an antidepressant. I was on an anti-anxiety medication. I was on, I think they had me on three or four different drugs. And because of some of the drugs that I was on, it started to cause all these other issues with my health. Like I started having like crazy gut issues. And so I was on a whole gamut of medication. And one thing is just giving you problem after problem after problem. Yeah. It was just like making the hole bigger and really was numbing the issue at hand. So I started seeing a therapist and I'm not going to say that my therapist did not do great things for me. I think my therapist deaf and I work hand in hand with a lot of therapists. My therapist really did help me figure out that dance had defined who I was and that for so long in my past, that was the definition of myself. And that was all that I knew. But what my therapist didn't help me do was give me tangible tools to help me get over that. Mm. And so One day I was walking out of my therapist's office and this is the universe at play, by the way, I was walking out of my therapist's office to my car and I passed this sign on the sidewalk and it was in a window and the sign, all the sign said was breathe, period, come inside. Okay. And I was like, (laughs) hmm. That's intriguing. No one's ever told me to breathe before. <laughs> there was, no, there was nothing, nothing. That's so it. It was like, that was it. It just said, breathe, come inside. And I knew, I think like if I, if I would have looked, I don't know, if I would have looked deeper at the actual sign before I walked in the door, I would have figured out it was a yoga studio. Right, right. <laughs> but I walked in the door and I, I honestly, I had nothing. Like I was in jeans and I think a, t- a tank top. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and there was a lady at the front desk and she said, I said, Hey, I just kind of noticed your breathe come inside. Like, Hey, I'm here. (laughs) What do I do now? (laughs) I want to be the person on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, she was like, yeah, here you are. Here you are. She was probably like, wow, that, that, that advertising actually worked. (laughs) And so she, she looked at me and she said, okay, well, we have a class that starts in 20 minutes why don't you take a class? And I'm like, a a class, like what kind of class? And she said, a yoga class. And I was like, oh man, I was like, okay, well, I used to have to take yoga every morning before I started dance, but it was a different type of yoga. It wasn't, you know, we were really just using yoga to lengthen our muscles before we started dancing for an entire day. There was no spirituality involved and no breathe, no pranayama work, none of that. And she said, why don't you stay for class? And I said, well, I don't have any clothes. I have nothing. And she goes, listen, We'll get some clothes from the lobby. So we sell clothes here. She was like, I'll let you borrow a mat. Just stay for class. And so I did. I rolled my mat out and I took class that day. And I remember like it was yesterday. I left that class and I got in my car and I, it felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off of my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea why. I had no idea why the yoga worked. I just knew that it it worked. In that moment, it worked for me. And so I made a vow for myself for the next year to show up on my mat every single day. And just, I was like, man, if this works, I'm just going to let the yoga work and I'm just going to figure it out. And it did. The yoga healed me. And so every day for a year, I showed up and I continued to show up and I continued to show up. And 
I eventually took myself off of all of the medication that I was on and the yoga continued to work. (laughs) And so from that space, I decided a year and a half to two years later, after practicing, you know, religiously every single day, I said to myself, I have to share this healing with other people. I have to do it because this helped me. It healed me. Like it took me off of all of these things and helped me find this missing piece of my life that I was looking for for so long. Mm. So I went back and got my yoga teacher certification and started to teach and started to realize that once I got into teaching, you know, several classes a day that a lot of the people that were coming, a lot of my students that were going through my class and coming to my yoga classes were having the same questions come up on their mat that I was having. Right. And so that kind of led me to this space where I was like, okay, I want to help them deeper, but I feel like it's a little out of my scope of practice to lead them to this space outside of a class. So what kind of additional training can I do to take them there? And that's where the life coaching piece comes in. Someone, one of my yoga instructors recommended that I, I hire a coach and work with a coach. And so I did, and she helped me really fine tune, you know, what my purpose was and all of these questions that were coming up on my mat. She helped me really gave me the power to find those answers for myself. And so then I went back and, and got my life coach certification. And now I combine the healing of yoga and the healing of coaching together in one practice for I my totally, clients. I totally understand how, you know, like yoga is so self inquiry mode, like if you want it to be, and, and that's, that's a big part of the practice is to you sit there and you burn off all this energy so that you can look at your shit and, yeah. you know, then the things start coming up, but then you don't really have like a guide on like what to do with the things as they come up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just like, Oh shit, what do I do now? <laughs> right. Right. And as if you decide to take yoga on as, as your, you know, like we all take yoga on as our life, but you and me and any other teacher out there, like it's, we're in the work all the time. Yeah. Like we're constantly in the work, which it's is non- it's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's, yeah. It's nonstop. But a lot of people don't have time to do yoga 24 seven. So I, I started to notice that a lot of my students were coming to class and leaving to go straight to their, their jobs or mm. straight back home to their family. And they, mm. they didn't know how to process the work back in their real life. Yeah. And that's where the coaching really started to come into play because you know, if you, if you're a yoga practitioner or if you teach yoga, we're always in it. So we're always doing the work, but there's a lot of people that don't have the luxury of being able to do that on a daily basis. And what about the people that are like doing, well, I should say not doing the work, but I mean, I guess this, this ties into like the, the next piece. Like there mm-hmm. are so many people now that are, uh, I hate to say woke, <laughs> but yeah. you know, there's this new shed of light that's coming into a lot of people because of this practice. Right. And just like it mm-hmm. happened to you where you were just like, Oh boy, like here's all these things, you know, how do you yeah. go about taking care of yourself while you're going through all that? Like, how do you go about trying to take care of, you know, other, like, you know, that concept of pouring from an empty cup, like trying to take care of others. Well, you're, you've got all your own stuff going on and you're right, still right. doing all this discovery. Like, what do you yeah. do with that? I'm so glad you asked think? that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's funny. Cause I was speaking about this the other day. I was actually speaking to a group of yoga instructors about this because if you're in, if you're in the profession, the healing profession of working with other people and taking on other people's energy, that is when it's most important to make sure that you're filling your cup back up. So I, just like you said, I believe that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So you have to realize, you have to kind of have that notion as to when the cup is starting to get to empty and you have to almost set self-care rituals for yourself 
so that you continue to refill the cup and so that you stay plentiful. And that sounds super easy, but like, okay, prime example, Mr. Danny Pomploon himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you know when you hit empty? Because I'm the kind of person, and I'm sure you are, I know you are too. I totally know you are. Where we're like, no, nope, yeah. we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then at some point you figure out like something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong. And it, it, it tends to be the empty point. But like, how do you like, what does that look yeah. like? What are those boundaries? Yeah. So for sure. So I know for me, now this is just coming from personal experience. And this really goes for a lot of the people that I work with too. Like you, it's kind of the whole, I mean, it's the same thing, even in my story where I hit that really dark, that deep, dark place. You kind of can't, you, you can't really know that the cup's empty until you've reached the empty point. Mm. So there's really that sense of like, like I know personally when I start to get run down, the first thing that will happen is my gut will go out of whack. And I'll know this because my digestion will be completely off. Like that's the first place that, that it goes. And so really the answer to the question is to become really, really in tune with your body and listening to what your body is telling you. Because if you start to, and you do this by getting quiet in meditation, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're in meditation, your body is going to tell you exactly what's going on if you listen to it deep enough. So, and I think that that's a little bit, we can as, I don't know, overachievers or as people who kind of work the grind all the time, mm -hmm. something as simple as your belly growling when it's hungry, that's a signal from your body. But we, being the type of people that we are, tend to just tune that out. Mm. So it's just getting like really clear on, Hey, I'm going to take two to three minutes right now. And I'm just going to sit here, maybe close my eyes, maybe, you know, call it meditation if you'd like, but what is my body telling me right now? Yeah. Like, like what, what kind of signals? Yeah. Like what are my basic needs? Yeah. 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 Am I tired? Am I hungry? Like a bit, almost like a child. Am I tired? Am I hungry? Do I like, do I need some play? Like what, what is it that I actually need right now? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Like that's a hard thing to, I think that as people that heal and give to other people, we can sometimes tap into that, but we're also the first people to completely disregard it because we can hear it. <laughs> you don't know me, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I do know you. You and I are the same person. That's why. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so I think it's just getting, I call it intentional listening. You know, we're, it's something that we are taught to, I mean, think about a baby. Babies are the best at intentional listening and speaking Yeah. because when a baby's need is not being fulfilled, what does it do? It cries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we just have to, you know, get back in touch with that child inside of all of us and get really, I mean, none of us listen anymore. What do you do then? Okay. So now you listen and you're like, okay. I've got this, this, and this going on. What do you do then for your routine? Like, how do you build this thing? Is it, yeah. is it hard? Is it simple? Is it like, a, is there a right, wrong way? Like, how do you create this process? So there's no, the, the easy answer is that there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as you're doing it. So, and I, I tell this to every one of my clients too, self-care is not going to look the same for me as it does for you. Like, mm -hmm. I know what refills my cup. A great place to start is to start with the morning routine and really have some sort of time set aside in your day. I, I believe that you do not, we want to try to avoid getting to empty, right? So 
you, yes, you know what empty feels like, but we don't, now that you've, now that you know what it feels like, we don't want to go there, right? We Mm -hmm. want to try to avoid it. So if you can kind of do simple practices to get yourself to avoid that space or to get you so where you're not completely empty, that's the goal. So great place to start is with a morning routine. And I know that you and I spoke about this on my podcast too. Yeah. It's a great place to establish a self-care practice to pour back into yourself and to kind of have that time set aside for only you. Mm. And so for my morning routine, and it can look different for everybody. My morning routine is I wake up, I go downstairs and I you know, pour myself my lemon water. I come back up, I sit in meditation for 20 minutes. I move my body. So I'll do five to six sun A's or sun B's in the morning, sun salutations. And then I journal three pages longhand. And then usually on a good morning, I'll have 10 to 15 minutes of reading. And then I start my day. Yeah. So that's what works for me. But it may not work for everybody else. Some people may need to, you know, get up and go have their coffee on the porch and sit and look and be in nature and look out with nothing to do. Just look out for five to 10 minutes or to wake up and spend time with their spouse. It's going to look different for every single person. But the important part is that you have set that side, that time aside to be able to refill the cup before it completely empties. I feel like if I, if, if I lived in a perfect world, my morning routine would be like three hours long. <laughs> no, seriously. Like seriously, because there's so many things that I love to do and I look forward to in the morning. Like I, same, same. I get out of bed. I go and I do my water. I come and I sit. After I'm done sitting, I move my body or I, well, sometimes, sometimes I'll do gratitude journal or move my body. I'll, I'll interchange them one after the other, like whichever, sometimes I'll do, I do both, but sometimes I like yeah. in meditation, I'm like, this came up or sometimes I'll just be like, I need to move. And then after that, I do this green smoothie. And then after I do my green smoothie, I have my coffee. And then after I have my coffee, I like to read. And then after that, I like to, <laughs> I like to go to the gym. Yeah. Like, there was just like, like I could really use three hours every morning before everything gets started, but it's not impossible. It's the way that I have, again, taken responsibility, right? Because I've created my own schedule and made it the way that it is, that I don't have that luxury right now. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, well, and I think a morning routine too, Danny, is that sometimes it's, you've set aside the time to pour into yourself and just knowing that you have the time, like sometimes, yeah, some mornings you may have three hours to tackle a morning routine and really have some extra time to throw into yourself. But even knowing, giving yourself grace and knowing, okay, today's a crazy day, but I know how important it is to take this time for myself. What's the one non-negotiable thing that you can do in the morning? Even if it's just making your lemon water and sitting there for five minutes, that's going to give you that time for yourself. That's going to change so much about your day. I feel Um, like I'm getting my own coaching session right now. I'm taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Well, it's so true though. You make a really good point. Like I don't have to necessarily, con- and everybody, we don't have to conquer, you don't have to go for a run in the morning and, you know, feed the kids and, you know, uh, you know, be the perfect, whatever. Like you can just do one thing. Right. Right. You probably should feed the kids though. You should totally feed the kids. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Feed, listen, totally feed the kids. <laughs> make that your, your one non-negotiable. <laughs> Please. Yes. Yeah, but it's so true. I mean, really giving, it's really, it boils down to grace. Like give yourself some grace. It's the same thing as, you know, we speak on, on the yoga mat. It's like the posture doesn't have to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect ever. And any ounce so, of it is still an ounce of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same exact principle. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love, I, I, wow. Like what a big, 
it's still, I never would have thought of like, you know, bringing a yoga practice into like your, well, looking at a pose, for example, like you just said into like a self-care practice is still pretty much the same concept. Oh yeah. It's the exact same concept. You're still integrating bits and pieces and making it work for where you're at in that moment and in that day. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Yoga relates to everything. It's crazy. Everything. Okay. So let's do, let's say the easiest quickest, like, let's do like the, I hate to do the, the five quick steps because everything is a journey and everything is work and you got to be able to put that in. But like, let's build, like, what are your quick steps to like build a self-care routine? Like, where do you start something that's attainable, that's like digestible. And then, you know, it's not too scary either. Yeah. Okay. So the first step in building a self-care routine is you've got to get quiet. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So a great place to start. Not, I'd I swear that he didn't plan this for all the listeners. I have a, a five-day free meditation course <laughs> that you can go download on my website, which I really did not think that was going to get plugged. But it's a great place to start. Right? There you like go. It's a great place to start some sort of meditation practice. And if you don't, if meditation's scary to you, then cool. Close your eyes, set a timer for one minute, and literally check in with yourself. Ask yourself the question, how do I feel right now? How do I feel? And then just listen for an answer. Your body's going to give you some sort of answer, mm-hmm. right? So I would say the first step is just to get quiet. So even if it's for one minute, just ask yourself how you feel and maybe jot it down. That would be the first step. The second step is to ask yourself, okay, now that I know how I feel, what do I need? So what is it that I need? If I need to rest, what does rest look like to me? Maybe that means that I go take a 10 minute nap, or maybe I need to go get out in nature and go outside and take a 10 minute stroll. Like what to get clear on how are you feeling? And then what does your body need are the top two questions. And then the third step would be to go give that to yourself and start to notice what it is your body needs and plan that into your everyday routine. Just to get yourself in the mindset of asking yourself how you feel asking yourself what you need and then giving that to yourself. So simple. And yet we, we make up every excuse not to do it. Right? Yeah. We're our own worst enemy sometimes. I know. We make up it's these stories. Worst. We make up these stories that like, there's no time for it. Da, 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 da. But like you just said something that could literally take you three minutes. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> three minutes. All you have to do is listen to what you want, listen to what you need, and then go do it. And then download your, your uh, meditation course. <laughs> and then, yeah, and download my meditation course. <laughs> that was my nice plug. Yeah, to- totally. Hey, it worked. It but, was smooth. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, right. But then also too, Danny, I mean, there's something, and that sometimes it sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but we as humans are, we're like mastered in self-sabotage. Yeah, And without, without even knowing that we're doing it, we just self-sabotage because it's easier to stay stuck in a certain place than to make growth moving forward. Right. It's easier for us to stay stuck than to get to unstuck. So if you're having trouble, like figuring out what it is that you need, hire somebody else, like go find a yoga class, go find a yoga teacher, ask them a question, go find a coach, find someone that can help you get out of that stuck place. If, if you're lingering there and you can't make the steps forward to really give yourself some self-care time. Right. Right. So those would be my, my four steps. I love it, Lauren. Thank you so much. Thanks for just take one. Thanks for taking the time out to come and hang out and chat with me today. But two, just 
to make this stuff so digestible so that everyone can really understand it and realize that it's not that hard and it's not that scary. And it's also, you know, it's, it's not a party and it's also not going to kill you. And you just have yeah. to remember that. Like you just, it's just a little bit of work and three minutes is easy. And, and it's also just, I, I don't know, you've just made it so digestible and so really easy to process that everyone can really start to integrate this immediately. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show and thanks for sharing your wisdom. And it's just such a pleasure. I'm so glad that we've connected and <laughs> I've, I've met my, the female form of Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now we actually need to like be in person. Oh yeah. We, we chatted about that last time. We got to make it happen. I've got, we've got to do workshops or something together. Yes. 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 So everybody <laughs> stay tuned for our um, upcoming podcast that we're going to host together and <laughs> our workshops. It's we're going to take Lauren, over the world. Lauren, I was going to say that. <laughs> Until, uh, until Lauren and Danny take over the world, <laughs> this is Lauren and Danny saying peace out. Bye, guys. Um, and I would like to remind you guys that if you love the show, please leave an iTunes review. It only takes just a quick couple seconds. Um, it really helps the show. It helps share the show to all of your new friends. Um, so there's a little link below that tells you how to, uh, how to do it. And I would really, really appreciate it. And if I ever see you in real life, I will give you a high five or I will send you a high five video on Instagram or I, I don't know, I'll do something, but I'll give you a high five. <laughs>